Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Is it okay to have fun in church? Can we do that? Come on. Hey, come on. Let's give God some glory. Come on. Welcome to the Bridge. Come on. Let's give Him the best we have. Come on. And wasn't this team, they're just awesome, aren't they? I tell you what, man, they just, yeah, come on, give them some, some kudos. Awesome, awesome. Just a fun time here tonight, and uh, I'm just excited. So let me start off by saying Merry Christmas, everybody. Awesome, awesome. Hey, man, if you are new here, welcome to church and how we do church, all right? We do it a little different, and uh, just welcome along for the ride. Uh, I don't know every person here. I got to meet a lot of you on the way in, and uh, I didn't grow up church. I hated church, and uh, I'd love to share with you my story sometime about that, and I know a lot of our staff would as well. And uh, hey, I, I want to say this. Um, we, we forced Pastor Derek to do that video with us, and uh, he did a good job. We actually have, if you go on Facebook, he has a, another video where he actually has a mustache, and uh, half of it just falls off. And so... It's very similar to real life. <laughs> I love you, bro. Um, and uh, he, I, I seriously, I can't stop shaving, and he's, we got different issues. Um, I love you. And uh, what, what we're doing next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, so we have our Christmas Eve service in the morning at 1030, and that's going to be a short service between a half an hour and 45 minutes. And then next Sunday, we're doing a disco funk. So if you... Who here, child of the 70s? You remember that time? I, I was a child of the 70s, believe it or not. So you better be here, man. It's going to be rocking and fun. So um, we might make our team do something they've never done before. It'll be good. So be here for that, 1030. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, we're celebrating Christmas, and we all have different things that we do as a family. Don't we have, like your traditions that you do with, with your family? We started doing a tradition a few years ago, and how many are grateful that we do a service not on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but before? Is, are you guys all right with that? Is that good? Um, we have some people now that this is like their tradition to come on Christmas Eve, Eve, because how many of you, like half of your tradition is you go to one side of the family on Christmas Eve, and then on Christmas Day, you go to the other side. And uh, we just realized that when we first started doing a Christmas Eve service in the evening, this year's a little different since it's on Sunday, no one would show up. And I'm going, that's because they're all with family. You know, what are we doing? So let's change it. We like to change things in the Bridge Church, and we just like to take church what it is and what we think it is and then just like mess with it. So uh, welcome, 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 welcome. I want to share one more thing here and then I'm going to jump in. I have a short message for you. Uh, we're going to do some candle lighting in just a minute. Uh, I have a, something I want to give away in just a moment. And uh, then at the end of service, we have a little bit of a, a, a surprise if you want to join us. But uh, um, I just want to say a huge thank you to those of us uh, that have made up a part of the bridge, um, those of you that have been a part of this church for a long time. Um, if you see that Christmas tree in the back, we had uh, received gifts for families at St. Francis Elementary, and we brought them just tons of gifts and tons of, of wants, tons of needs. Now, there's kind of a cool thing with it that I want to share. This year, we had a few tags left, and so I just told our, our office manager, I said, let's just take care of the last tags. We'll just... We'll just take it out of the general budget of the church. We'll do that because we want to bless those families. And uh, we did that and just knowing, hey, we're going to go forward. Well, last Sunday, so, this is just crazy. Just a cool God story. Last Sunday, um, somebody came up to me last, uh, last week and they said, Pastor, here's a check. 
And I said, well, what is this for? And they said, this is for gifts for the, for the tree. And I said, I don't, I don't touch money. We don't do that in the church. Go give that to somebody else. And uh, nobody wants to go down that trail. And I said, um, you know, he said, well, here, look at it. And I looked at it, and it was the, like, literally the exact amount of what we had spent. And I'm just going, you know, God is really cool. I wanted to show that offering so you didn't think like we were trying to, like, be all, you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic when I came to church the first time. And so it was just cool. Can we just give God some glory for that? That's awesome. Um, by, by applause... How many of you have like a funky Christmas tradition with your family? Anybody? <laughs> How many need one? <laughs> Somebody like, we need to start something. Steak and lobster, man. Start there. Start high, all right? And uh, um, one of ours that we do as a family, you know, other than the traditional, you open up gifts and you do that whole thing, is we love doing two things around Christmas. One is baking Christmas cookies. See, you have traditions. You just didn't know it, all right? And so we make like spritz cookies, sugar cookies, gingerbread cookies, and then my favorite, which is my wife's grandma's recipe that is just amazing. I think she got it off the back of a cherry box someday, but it's really good. And they're cherry bonbons. They take the little maraschino cherry and you wrap, you know, this little pastry around it and you dip it in you know, the sugar mixture. It's really healthy for you. And they're amazing. So um, that's, that's one of our, one of the things that we like to do. The other thing is this, we do stockings every year, and we used to do it in socks, and then we, we didn't fit in socks anymore, and so we actually use real stockings, and what we'll do is tomorrow night, we will take the stocking, and we will actually go hide it in our house, and so Christmas morning is spent looking for the stockings, and each year it gets harder and harder as our kids get older, and so it's fun just to watch them get so frustrated when they wake up early looking for their stocking. So if you want to take your time Christmas morning, there you go, parents. All right. Um, I want to talk this morning just about some, some crazy Christmas traditions, and uh, one of the, the ones that my wife and I had a little bit different perspective on is when she grew up, she, you know, she, she grew up giving her life to Christ when she was two, and uh, she grew up having one of these, you know, nativity scenes, and they had the little ones, you know, with all the little guys, they had like the wise men or the magi, if you want to call them that. And then they had the, you know, the animals, the camels and, you know, the, dog and the sheep and all that. And how many have seen like recitals with your kids or your grandkids and they're dressed up and they're just so cute. And, uh, and then you had the angel and you had little baby Jesus and she would just love to like play with them and goof around with them and make them all look pretty and not my deal. It wasn't my thing. And uh, we, had, we had Frosty. You know, Fro- Frosty the snowman. And uh, I have to tell you this, I flew back from a wedding this morning from Sanibel Island, Florida. And I know, don't get jealous, but while I was in Florida, they had snowmen everywhere. And I'm going, this just seems so backwards to me, you know? They had Frosty statues everywhere. But we'd take Frosty and we'd take Santa Claus and we'd like do things with them. And we thought, this is all about Christmas. This is what it's about. We got the sleigh and Rudolph's on the front and the other reindeer who none of us can name. And then you got Frosty. How many can name him? I can't. And uh, we, that was our tradition. And so when we got married, my wife said, well, I really want to have one of those nativity sets, not, not one of these big ones, but one of those little ones that sits on the table that you can, you know, rearrange the pieces every year. And, you know, we have five kids and they like to fight over who gets to put them where and all of that. Let me share with you just some crazy Christmas traditions, like worldwide. These are insane. Here's the, here's the first one. Who's familiar with this tradition? The Christmas pickle. I didn't even know this was the thing. I was going through the dollar store and there's a pickle that says, the Christmas pickle. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I know why this is at the dollar store. And, and uh, 
I read the story on it, and this actually started years ago, and it's an American tradition, and what they would do is they'd take the pickle, and they would actually, the parents would hide the pickle in the tree, and if you found the pickle, woohoo, you get a prize, you would get an extra prize from Santa. So here's what I want to do, actually, this morning. Actually, believe it or not, underneath one of your chairs is actually the Christmas pickle. Who's, anyone have it? I don't know. Some of you are like, I don't believe you, I'm not even going to look. Then you're not going to find it. Who, does anyone have it? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Anybody? Anybody? I know it's hidden. Where? Anybody? Who's got it? I heard somebody say they have it. Where? We don't, okay, I don't know where it's at. If you find it, come grab this gift. It's for you, all right? Otherwise, I'm going to eat what's in there. Um, let me show you just a cup. You're still looking. All the kids are like, wait a second. Wait a second. All right, all right. Did any help on where it might be? All right, okay. Let's go to this next slide here. Um, this, this one, yeah, it's not like a dill pickle, okay? He's got it, yeah, come on up. There it is, there you go. You can keep it, I'm never gonna use it. So go ahead, Connor, it's all yours, man. So, nice, I'm glad you found it, dude. All right, um, hey, this is, let's give Connor a hand, come on, come on. How many of you roller skated here tonight? This is crazy. Yes, we've got one. And uh, this is actually down in Venezuela. What they would do is, is they actually roller skate to Mass, and Mass is the Catholic traditional Christmas service, and they'd get together at their Christmas service, and they roller skate. And they've done this for so long now that what the kids do, because they're like, I don't want to miss it. And how many know kids sleep in on Christmas break? And so what they do is they tie a little string around their ankle, and they actually allow the string to hang out the window so that when people are skating by on their way to mass, the skaters will actually tug on the string. So they're like, all right, it's time to go. They get their skates and they, they all go. It's kind of, a, kind of a, a very cool tradition. Let's go to this next one. Um, how, many, how many know of Santa Claus? There's Santa Claus. And then in Austria, you have something called Krampus. Anybody familiar with Krampus? It sounds like a disease, you know? Like... I have Krampus. Um, <laughs> it does. Krampus, Krampus is the evil Santa, okay? No joke. And, and there were some pictures, there's some different ones, and just don't Google it, okay? Just trust me on this. We, we found a, a nice picture of, of Krampus here. Krampus actually, like, gets after all the kids who are naughty. And I'm going, that's just, like, freaky, man. It's like, it's like the evil doppelganger of Santa. Let's go to this. I just have a couple more for you here. This one, anyone familiar with this? In Sweden here, they construct this ginormous goat. And they've done this for 50 years. And it's made of hay and it's made of straw and all these bales. And what they do, come on kids, this would be so much fun. You know what they do? Every year, the townspeople come out and they burn it. And they burn it, but here's the catch. It's illegal to burn it in their town. And, and in 50 years, only four people out of all 50 years have been caught. I mean, that's, that's good Good odds. Who wants to go to Sweden like burn a goat, you know? Come on. That's, that's just awesome. And, and go to this last one. This, this last one is in uh, Catalina, and this is a beautiful, beautiful display and picture, and this is complete sarcasm of what Christmas is about. So what you do, you have this log, and I don't know if you can tell, but this log, it's made of wood. It's not hollow. It's an actual, like, big tree, and it lays there on the ground. And what the kids do in Catalina is they... They start taking care of the log. You gotta be really nice to the log. The log's really special for some 
reason. And, and you feed the log. You pretend to actually put something in its mouth to feed it. You want to fill it up. And then if you notice, there's blankets over the log. Because what you want to do is you want to keep the log warm. Because it gets cold. And then what happens if you've done a good enough job on Christmas Day? Do you know what the log does to you? It literally will poop out your presents. This is a new tradition in the Vincent household starting next year. It's so great. It's so great. Here's one of the traditions that we've seen. Go to the next slide. And this is what I want to talk about just for the next few minutes. And uh, kids, any kids in here have a nativity set at your house? Do you have one, guys? A few of you? Okay. Within our houses, we, a lot of us have this. And, and here's the deal. The nativity was obviously about the story of Jesus' birth that, that Josh read to us up here. And during this time... What happened is for years and years, they would talk about the story, but no one had ever made something like this. And so in uh, early 13th century, St. Francis of Assisi, um, this Catholic, uh, Catholic saint in Italy, what he did, he constructed the first actual scene, the first actually nativity scene. And here's what's interesting. The reason that he did it is because he was looking around at his government in Italy. He was looking around at the school system. He was looking around at everything during that day, and he was going... In Italy, in the 13th century, he was saying, man, we're starting to take Christ out of things. We need to put him back in. This is like 800 years ago, okay? It's bad math. Long time ago. And, and I'm married to a math teacher. She can tell you later what the real number is. And so what he did is he constructed this. And so they would put it actually outside of the government areas, you know, inside where people would teach because he wanted people to remember that Christ would be the center of Christmas, not Frosty, not Santa, not even Krampus or a log, okay? And so that's what it was to be. So let me show you this. Anybody here, how many have ever seen this in someone's yard before? Something like this, just about everybody. If you haven't, this is a nativity set, you know, usually set out. And, and there's, there's little baby Jesus, and, and, and who's this? That's Joseph, right, kids? And who's this? That's Mary, and and up here would be an angel, okay? And for those of you who know my angel theology, angels to me don't have wings. They more look like Rambo with a big machine gun. And then uh, come back Sunday, we'll share about that. Um, and then on the side, you had all the animals, and they were just chilling, having fun, you know? And, and then over here, you had the three what? Three wise men, okay? Now, I don't want to, like, be a bubble burster, but do you realize the wise men actually weren't there? The What? What? Some of you are like, blasphemy, throw candy canes. Um, the wise men weren't actually there for two years. Okay, they brought gifts to the, to the chosen one. They brought gifts to the Messiah. And it actually, if you, if you do the math, you actually find out that they came two years later to present their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, these spices and, and these uh, minerals, these very rich and valuable things during that time. And so they brought them to present to who? To Jesus when he was two. Do you think you would have cared about him when he was zero? You probably didn't even care about him that much when he was two. But they honored him. They were very wise men. All right? Now, let me just say this. When you look up here at this nativity scene, it looks right. It's set up right. Who's in the center? Jesus is in the center. Okay? And he's asleep right now. And uh, he's in the center. His parents are right there. Let me just ask you something, because I think sometimes in our lives today, what happens is a lot of times, this is how it looks, but just correct me if I'm wrong. I would bet that for some of our lives, our lives might look a little bit like this. If we say this is the center of our life, 
How many would say sometimes it's a little bit more like this? I know for me at times it is, you know? Or, or maybe, you know, uh, maybe some of us, maybe with our backgrounds, you know, and uh, there's many different backgrounds, many different life-giving churches, but maybe this, this is our, our center. Or maybe, maybe we've got Joseph over here. Sorry, Joe. And uh, we've got Mary. This looks so bad. Just you know, like grabbing her melon here and just moving her over. There you go, Mary. And uh, some of us, I would bet during this time of year, it's even difficult at times because we feel kind of hollow we come to something fun like this and nobody around us knows. We put on the face, we smile, we say how to root off on the way in even. And, uh, and, uh, but on the inside, this is what's really taking place a lot of times. We present it well, we make it look like we got it all together. But how many know, sometimes, sometimes we just, we don't. And I think what, what Jesus wants tonight is I've been praying and been really um, praying for you, specifically who's here tonight for probably the last two months is I believe that Jesus is saying this to you. Don't make him a priority in your life. Don't make him first, second, third, fourth. Don't make him a priority. Put him at the center. Put him at the center of it all. Like everything should be at the center. Let me show you this verse here. It's in Colossians. I'll put it up on the screen for you. It's Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. It says this. For in him, scream out him with me. Everybody, one, two, three. Him. Who's Him. In him, all things were created. All things in Jesus were created. Every single aspect. Like, oh, hello, Okay? They were created. Things in heaven and on visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created. What? And for him. And him is who? Jesus. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. All things hold together in Jesus Christ. All of it. It's all wrapped up. Maybe you're like, Pastor, you got to hurry because, man, my life's wrapped up in, in this point spread I have to, with tonight's game. You know? Maybe sports is at the center. I don't know. Maybe your business is at the center. You know, I don't think anybody ever went to their deathbed going, man, I just wish I could go to the office for one more hour. If you did, we're going to meet, bro. Because <laughs> you got issues. And if you don't think you got issues, that's your issue. Okay? Um, when we look at this, he holds all things together. Think about it just for a moment. Like, like take your mind outside of the, the tradition. Take your mind outside of your belief system just for one moment and realize that it's not just a little Charlie Brown thing with the cool tree, which is great, by the way, but it's something that's actually completely life transformational. It's something that God wants to do inside of us. Think about the birth of Christ. And we, we read about it. We think it's like this really cute story. If you're a woman that's given birth, do you think it's cute that where she gave birth? I was, I'm just curious. It was like crazy messy, wasn't it? You know? I don't, even, I don't want to think about what that was like. You talk about, if you're a nurse, you're like, that is unsanitary, <laughs> you know? And, and, and think about it. Just put yourself in that situation. But Jesus was born. He came. God in the flesh came to be in the center of our lives. He said, I want to come. And here's the deal. If Jesus just came, here's the catch today. If Jesus just came to go, man, I just want to be seen, then why would he have lived 33 years? He didn't come just to be seen, but he came to see. Okay? He wanted to go, man, those people that have, have it like this, and I've been there, there's been days, it's been 
you know, a few days. Um, but if, if it's like this, and, and Jesus is, I'm not trying to kick Jesus, just sliding him. If it's like this, Jesus is going, now I get it. Now I can see what they see. Now he gets it. He's going, I want to walk and experience in the flesh, fully God, now fully human, going, let me understand and have a concept and grasp exactly what's happening through the lives of people. Because God, if, if you're like what I was, and I thought like God was this holy guy up on a mountain far away that I couldn't touch and I couldn't reach, he made it reachable. Didn't he? he made it reachable. And so let me show you these last two scriptures here that I want to share tonight is right here, the next ones. Colossians chapter 1, just a few verses down. Verses 26, and then we'll get to 27. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. Now hold on. What's the mystery? The mystery is the fact that through all things, Jesus created them in heaven and on earth, and that he holds all things together. That's the mystery, okay? And it goes on to say, but it is now disclosed to the Lord's people. Go ahead, verse 27. Next verse. To them God has chosen. Who's them? It's you guys. See, it says, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles. What in the world's a Gentile? Is that like a Christian curse word, a Gentile? Hey, man, stop being such a Gentile. I can't help it. You really can't. Um, a Gentile's a non-Jewish person. That's probably the majority of us here this evening. All right? The Gentile's this glorious Riches, this mystery, which is Christ, what? In you, at the center, holding all things together. The hope of glory. That's who he is. That's who he wants to be. You know, we, my wife wanted to get our family this little nativity set. And if you come into our house, you'll see it. It sits on a chest inside our living room. And when you look at it, sometimes it's not all put together. Sometimes my, my boys like to goof up with it, you know? Sometimes Jesus is hanging where the angel is, you know? It looks wrong. It just doesn't look right, you know? Or you look down and, and you go, what is going on here? And, uh, you know, all of a sudden there's like Lego characters inside of our nativity, you know? Some of you are like, that's cool. We should have a Lego nativity. And I'm looking up and I'm going, that's not, that's not the way. It, it looks off. Something doesn't look quite right. It looks wrong. Here's what I believe God wants to do tonight is I believe God wants to renew in you the foundation. I believe God wants to put himself back in the center of your life. That's what I believe firmly. For so long, I would come to church. You know, I would come on Christmas when I was invited, and I would walk into church, and can I speak? I, I'm pretty transparent. If it freaks you out, I'm sorry. Too bad. Um, I hated going to church, man. I hated it. I was so scared. They, we're going to light candles in a little bit. They did. I thought we were like lighting candles for the dead or something. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, what's happening? Is Santa like, going to take me? Is Krampus coming? Like, what's going on? And, and all these things like scared me because I'm going, because I don't feel like I belong because church was so outside of what my life looked like that I couldn't marry the two together. I didn't understand it. I, it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't logical. I was trying to fit something in rather than allow it to look the way that it was supposed to look. Just like this. We're, Mary and Joseph, they're off hanging out right now. They're on a date. But Jesus is up here, and he's at the center of it all. He's at the center of it all. So I want to ask you guys three things tonight, okay? I have three challenges for you if you're up for them. And no pressure. You don't have to accept these challenges, but you can, and it will change your life. It changed mine for about 20 years now. It's been crazy. 
And uh, if, you, if you don't think God can change yours, just ask me my history sometime. He can change yours, I guarantee it, all right? The first is this. You have to invite him, number one, you have to invite him to be center. Because Jesus will not force his way there. It's not the way he works. You'll, you'll, and by the way, don't invite him into your heart. You'll never find that in the Bible. It doesn't say invite Jesus into your heart. But it does talk about he holds all things together. Allow him to hold all things together for the first time. Okay? Invite him. Say, Jesus, all you have to do, and we're going to pray in just a moment. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. Take center. And you know what? If you don't want to give him the center, he will not take any other place because he's that worthy. Let me just say this to you. Tonight, maybe you're going, Pastor, I'm good. I got Jesus at the center and I'm good. And, and every, everything is like all glued together, just fine. I'm, I'm doing, you know, what you're preaching, man. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm right on. I'm, I'm great. You know, and, and everything's just working. And maybe that, that's great. This message is probably not for you then. This message I want to dedicate to the person that's here right now with me, who's here in the audience tonight, and you're going, my life's a flipping mess. Pastor, you don't understand what I've been going through. You have no idea. The person next to me doesn't even know. And you're broken. The pieces are on the ground, and you're going, I don't know how to do this. You know, maybe this year's been hard. Maybe this Christmas season, it's a tough one. Maybe you're going, I don't fully know how to comprehend what's even been happening, and I don't even know how, Pastor, how to get back here. Can I just say that Jesus is a gentleman and he'll take that place if you invite him? Number one, invite him to be the center. Number two, put him in everything in your life. Put him at the center, but then allow him to infiltrate everything, everything that you have from your work to your family to the church that you're involved with to everything, your hobbies, your interests, rather than just being on your own and be like, man, I struggle all the time. Say, Jesus, would you be at the center to help me with all of this. Last is this. Get involved in a church. Get involved in a church. I know many of you are, are friends and family tonight, and maybe you live in a different community. Um, we'd love you to be a part of the bridge, but there's a lot of other great life-giving churches around here. Get a part of one. It will change your life. Like I said, it was hard for me to go to church because I didn't understand it. It wasn't a part of my life. Didn't fully comprehend it. It didn't make sense. But if you get a part of a life-giving church that's preaching Jesus, your life will be transformed and everything will come together and everything will actually start to make sense again. Now for some of us, it's going to take a while because right in Jesus' place, we have other things right now. For some of us, it's our work. For some of us, it's our family. For some of us, it's our animals. And you might say, no, Pastor, I'd never put the animals at the center. I've seen your Instagram. You put the animals at the center of your life. I know some of you. Jesus isn't saying there's anything wrong with any of that. But he's just going, can I take the lead? Can I have that place back? That's what he wants tonight. This has been a podcast of the Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.